Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life, encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends through perspectives of hope in Jesus Christ. Why would a man who was persecuted and finally expelled from his home because of his faith continue to serve the Lord who saved him? This is the story of Dr. Saji Lukos, who eventually witnessed God deliver every member of his family from Satan's hands to the Savior's kingdom. Today, we hear how the Lord Jesus called him to reach Indians in India and worldwide by founding thriving organizations. We pause, as we typically do at the beginning of our program, to remind you the reason we have the Good Life is the Good Life show is to share with you, dear friend, about the love of Jesus, to share how that love is so strong and makes a difference in the lives of people, so strong that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, dear one. He shed his blood on that cross for sure. He was buried, yes, but three days later, he rose again from the grave, and and the living Christ, who died for your sins and mine, the living Christ offers God's hope to you today. No matter what you're going through right now, what you're facing, however tough things might seem to be, my friend, there is always hope in Jesus. And, and it's our prayer that you would turn to Christ, that you would turn from your way to God's way. That's called repentance. And receive Jesus into your heart as your Savior and Lord. And, and, and in doing so, live a new life, a new life given by the Lord Jesus himself by the power of, of his spirit. And my friend, if you already know the Lord, Dr. Saji Lukos is gonna, is gonna bless you today in Jesus' name. Dr. Saji Lukos is the founder and president of Reaching Indians Ministries International, RIMI, in Lindenhurst, Illinois. He also leads Mission India in Nagpur, Central India, and Mission India Theological Seminary. He earned his Master of Divinity in Missions from Trinity International University in Deerfield, Illinois, and a Doctor of Ministry degree from Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Saji and his wife, Moni, have one child, a daughter, Marianne. Saji, welcome to our show. Dr. Danny, thank you so much. I'm so excited, my friend, to be with you. Thank you for joining us from near Chicago. I mentioned India. Saji, where in India did you grow up? Uh, Kerala, South India, south of Chennai, all the way down. Where St. Uh, Thomas, in AD 52, came to that state. That's our tradition. Yeah, so St. So Thomas came to that Say more. Uh, the tradition, what was it like for you as a child growing up in Kerala? Thank you. It's an honor to share that. I grew up uh, in the state of Kerala, in the district or the county of Kollam, 
and um, a family of eight children. I'm, I was born as the firstborn. Uh, and um, because of rejection of God in our family and um, uh, the work of the devil, uh, we were oppressed. No peace, no joy. I didn't want to live when I was growing up. Uh, we uh, we are a respected family in that community because of my grandparents and great-grandparents. They, they are all followers of the St. Thomas tradition. And we are not from Hindu backgrounds, but even though we um, uh, you know, compromised our faith with a lot of Hindu things, but um, uh, we did not really follow Jesus Christ. And Christ was out of our home only by name. So, uh, so much darkness in the home since I'm the first of eight children. I have four brothers and three sisters. I understand what I went through. Uh, my father was very violent alcoholic. And therefore, my mother suffered so much. And she was a victim. I was a victim of dad's anger. And uh, he grew up without uh, mother. When he, uh, when he was small, his mother died. And so his father raised him up and along with other two sisters and two brothers. And so dad grew very, I was an angry man. So everybody afraid of my dad. And uh, then my mother attempted suicide uh, and because of uh, depression. Then my sister was demon possessed of so many years. Every Friday, uh, this, uh, this takes place in our home. And um, and uh, and she this demon possession you know comes like um, uh, as my grandmother we never uh, seen grandmother so my sister uh, possessed by this evil spirit fall on the floor and she cries and she said I want to see my husband so me or my brother will run to my dad's brother's house and bring grandpa grandpa will come and talk to my sister or his wife whatever you know that's in spirit. And, uh, and grandpa said, please leave my grandchild, but the evil spirit won't go. Then uh, grandpa uh, will take a broom and beat my sister. I, you know, I saw all that for many years, sacrifice chickens. You know, Hindu magicians came. They said uh, they can deliver us from this uh, evil oppression. So I, then I saw all that. I was hopeless. I didn't. I want to know God, but nobody helped me to know God. And I was also um, very discouraged. But I was a good student uh, when I was studying it. So and uh, so that kind of background, and we are St. Thomas tradition Christians. Once in three months, we will go to a family church, a small family church, only dad's uh, father's siblings and their children. And once in three months, a priest will come and do a mass in Syriac. And we are coming from uh, um, Syrian Orthodox church background. So we did not understand anything he said. And so that was my uh, growing up. So your demon position... Your father is an angry man. He's an alcoholic. Your mother attempted suicide. You witnessed all this in your home. Yes, Saji, how did you become a Christian? Thank you. Again, you know, God is a good dad, a good father. And uh, I, I did not know that time. Danny, um, God created me, put me in this world. I'm precious. I'm honored in his sight, and he loves me. I did not know it. But when I was studying for a second-year bachelor degree in business at a Catholic college around um, 25 kilometers away from my home, in the second year, I met with uh, two uh, evangelists, a poor evangelist financially, but not poor in their faith. They uh, never passed to high school, but God touched them. They went to a Bible college, a three-year, uh, their certificate in a 
a ministry. And then after that, after their graduation, they came to my town uh, in between my village, my hometown and the college. In, and so I stayed at a lodge or a hotel for my final exam uh, preparation. When I was living in that lodge, two missionaries, they, they come, uh, Thomas and uh, Nina, they came and shared Christ with me. I was very angry. I said, um, don't try to convert to me. Get out from this. So I was very arrogant. Now I feel very bad about it. But they understood. I, I was arrogant and proud like my dad. I did not know the Lord. There was no joy and peace. So, But they uh, came and prayed for me. They read John 3.16. They said, Saji, God loves you. And Jesus died for me. And I never heard about it. And they said, I need to have life, eternal life. God is able to give me eternal life. And I, so I rejected. They prayed and left. The second day, Danny, around 6 p.m., they are in front of my room. They came. I said, I'm not interested, but they came. Wow. In India, you know, we respect the pastors and all that. And so I opened the door. They began to read John 3.16, other Bible verses. They asked me to pray, and I rejected. They came on the third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day when they came. Danny, I said, I needed Jesus. God already prepared me. I wanted to know this Jesus they are talking about. Him. So I knelt down. I cried, and I asked, would you put your hands on my head? I need Jesus. And that was genuine cry. And they asked me to pray a prayer um, and repeat a prayer after them, and I did it. I, and so in, uh, I did not know all the words, but I was crying. I was so excited uh, to accept Jesus into my life. When I prayed that prayer, it was a sincere cry, expression of my um, my emotion to my God, living God. He heard it. First time I received a peace within me, until I felt tons of weight in my life. When I prayed that simple prayer, Jesus come into my life, forgive my sins. That simple prayer. And Jesus forgave my sins. He gave me peace, peace within me, peace with God. And so I found Christ in that day. You're listening to Dr. Saji Lukos. His story of deliverance, his story of evangelists who are persistent day after day after day and a heart that is softened because of a deep yearning for God to know the Lord to be delivered. My friend, as you listen to Dr. Lucas today, I ask you, is there a yearning in your heart? Is there a, a, a deep desire to want to know God, to draw close to God, to have God deliver you? I mean, is this a matter of deliverance from oppression or possession? Is it a matter of depression because of suicide? that you might be contemplating or that is in your life or in your family? What about alcoholism? All these things Dr. Lucas, as a child saw and God touched him even through that. When we come back from our break, you're going to hear more from him. Dr. Lucas, born in an ancient nominal Christian home in Kerala, South India. Each person in the family faced severe struggles as a result of their disobedience to God's commands. As Satan's grip on the Lucas family grew stronger, Saji saw that his own life was completely void of peace and purpose. God sent evangelists to present the claims of Christ, and he is here today to share the gospel with you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky.
James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit dr.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. This is Danny Yamashiro. Don Pick Benson wrote, When I was growing up, my dad was a farmer, not a Christian. He had little interest in faith, having been told by his father that the Bible was a fairy tale. But then a local pastor took an interest in my dad, asking if he could help plow the fields on the weekend. That one act of service spoke louder than words ever could to my dad. By his actions, the pastor made my dad feel loved, and that did more than any preaching could have. He didn't need convincing about the theological correctness of the Bible. He needed to feel God's love for him. This pastor met that need in a practical way, and that's evangelism. For more inspiration on evangelism, go to drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. The year was 1979. At the age of 20, Saji Lukos accepted Christ as his Savior and Lord. Today, he leads a ministry that God gave to him and his wife, uh, Moni. It's called Reaching Indians Ministries International, RIMI. You can find out more at R-I-M-I, RIMI.org, the Good Life radio program here. Thanks for being with us. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of the last segment. This program, this podcast is available for you. Go to drdanny.live, podcast, Spotify, Apple, major podcast platforms, available for you. Share it with a family member or friend. Saji, what happened to your, you talked about your your salvation, these two native evangelists. As you became a believer, what did God do in your family, your sister, thank your you. mother, your father? Thank you, thank you. Let me share that with you. Um, so my father found out my baptism. Baptism was uh, maybe another 10 miles away uh, from that place where I received Christ personally. And somehow reported, uh, somebody reported to my dad about my faith um, and obedience uh, to Christ in baptism. So next day, dad came uh, to my room uh, with a knife to kill me and kill the evangelist. Evangelist ran away uh, from that place. Then I was alone. Dad picked me and uh, we walked all the way back to my house, four kilometers. Every step, he will beat me and push me. 
and I will fall down and get up and when I somehow came home, Danny, it was a bad day, but it was a, a good day for the Lord. And uh, excuse me, <laughs> dad was very angry. Dad said, I destroyed the home, put a bad example in the house. He did not know my faith in Christ. He thought I joined some kind of unreached, un, uh, you know, um, cultured group or uh, some kind of lower caste or something like that. And dad was very mad and began to beat me and I tied my hands and tied my legs like a sheep and put in a room. And my mother was beaten up and he said, you destroyed your son. You gave the freedom to do all that. My my other siblings were shivering by fear. And uh, so I was in a room. Then uh, dad uh, went out so angry, came back that evening around 4.30, untied me, looked at my face. He said, you are no longer my son. You destroyed those. Get out. He pushed me out of the home. I walked out of the home. I wonder those who listen to me. Uh, listen to this. I hear, I heard the voice of my heavenly father. My earthly father rejected me. I heard the voice of the heavenly father. He said, even if your father or mother leave you or forsake you, I never will never leave you, never forsake you. And that is the word I heard it when I was leaving my home. As I was leaving my home, I looked to my weepy mother. I never forget. She, my parents passed away, but I will never forget the face of my mother. So I didn't know where I will go, but I tell you, I went back to my that room. There, the pastors, evangel, they were very poor. They were, they had only five dollar a day, sorry, a month to pay the rent and live. That time we are talking over forty years ago. So they helped me. I finished my master's, sorry, bachelor degree. Then I went to the capital of my state uh, for my master's. <laughs> Excuse me. So when I was living there. I was uh, part of a good evangelical church. I was growing in the Lord. And then God began to speak to me to go back to my village. But my dad said, never come back. And so I, I began to bring evangelists and to come and conduct um, evangelistic meetings in my community. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so in that meetings, my mother will come. My sisters um, and brothers will come. <coughs> Excuse me. And they heard the word of God. They responded. And as they responded to God, God began to heal my family. My mother was completely healed. My sister was healed. They had a very interesting experience. I want everybody to know our God is a healer, miracle-working God. And uh, He is a living God. What He said in the Bible is true. If he is, uh, If He is not able to perform what he said. He is a liar, what he said. So our God is a true God, a living God. So one day uh, when my uh, sister was at the school and a couple of boys rushed to my house where I, when I was that that area and said, uh, my sister was demon possessed. So I, there was a pastor with me. I said, pastor, let's go and pray for my sister. We ran through the rice field. When we went there, Rani, we saw my sister on a table and laying down and uh, unconscious. And uh, so pastor said, Saji, can I get a glass of water? And we found a glass of water and uh, he prayed over the water and poured on my sister's face and he casted out that demon. My sister woke up very quickly and she asked me, did you eat? And where are you coming from? That was the last attack on my sister's body. Today, my sister Lizzie is a pastor's wife in Nagpur, India. Powerful lady. 
a mother of three children, uh, one doctor, engineer, I mean, an amazing lady, preacher, prayer warrior, so much of faith. And so God did the miracles, Daddy, in our family. My mother came to Christ first, then my sister, then other my siblings. Dad waited and waited. But finally, 1988, Dad also surrendered his life, and we baptized him before I came to the United States in 1998. So once we were in darkness, we found the light because of the mercy and the great love of Jesus Christ. Wow, I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm marveling at the story as you share, as the work of the power of Christ in your yes. family, Saji. That that's another story too. I know people are wondering how, what, what was the story about your father? But I could tell that there is a a, a yearning of the themes of evangelism. Yeah. There's, I, I, I think about reaching Indians Ministries International, evangelism, church planting, leadership development, compassion, yes. as seen in the seeds that were planted in you early. Saji, what brought you to America? Thank you. That's a great question. So I was teaching. I was uh, uh, almost eight years teaching business subjects and in, in, in Kerala. I taught at the school, then I founded my own accounting school, Commerce Studies Center. While I was doing 20, I was 26, I met Moni, a um, beautiful lady, grew up in New York. She has two brothers and two sisters. Moni is the third in the family. Her father passed away, now mother is with us in Chicago. And I brought their, um, her two sisters in Wisconsin. One brother now in New York, another brother recently moved to Charlotte. So when he was 21, she came to India with her family members. We met through pastors. And I never dated anybody seriously. And that was not my culture. So I met Moni in 86. And August 26, we got married. And my uh, uh, my dating time was only 30 minutes. That's all I got it. Then I told my parents, I love this girl. And if you're all interested, please um, proceed it because India marriage between two families. And I wanted my parents' blessing, their uh, wisdom. And so they all went to see Moni. They liked it. And not only my parents, other immediate family members, six or seven people went to see Moni. And, they, and then Moni's family, all they came to our home. It's, you know, again, it's getting to know families and the marriage between two families. So got married in 86. After um, uh, it took uh, two years. I had other family commitment. I was running a school. After two years, a, um, April 11th, I landed at uh, uh, New York in uh, Kennedy International Airport with a big American dream. So that's the reason I came to America, uh, Danny. It's money, marriage, you're 26 years old, a 30-minute uh, time before yeah. engagement, making your decision. The Lord kept you clear and pure in, in, in your way up to that point. Saji, I do want to go back because you mentioned you go back. You went back to your mother and father. You told them by then there, he, he already became a believer, correct? Uh, by that time. Uh, yeah, no, no. My whole siblings and my, um, came, my, my mother came to Christ, but dad was slip, uh, like a slippery. In, he saw the, how God is using his children, but he was not willing to abandon his, some of his friendship and uh, uh, the traditions. Finally, 1988, uh, he came to Christ, 1988. What, what happened in his heart, if you would share briefly? I think, it, I, I, think I mean, I, I, he saw 
he witnessed the power of God through his children. And then, then many evangelists came and preached the gospel. He heard it. First, he made a lot of problem. He will uh, turn off the lights. I mean, he created a problem. He doesn't want uh, any evangelist to preach in that community. But later on, um, and God worked in his heart. He saw the peace in the family, the children's, you know, um, um, you know success in education. And he's uh, his own cousins, their children, how they are living, but the difference because of Christ. So that heart was melted, and uh, slowly, slowly, and when I, uh, before I de my departure, I asked Daddy, uh, you know, why are you not, uh, you know, um, following Christ in baptism? I believe he raised hands many times to follow Christ, and you know, but the baptism uh, was very important because that's a real obedience. And uh, so I said, Daddy, wherever I go, I tell my Daddy is not. Uh, um, received a baptism. And so I don't know, Daddy, when I will come back and see you, but I want to tell the whole world, my family, me and my family serve the Lord and know the Lord. And so I think Daddy was very emotional. He wept, and then uh, we arranged the baptism in that week before my departure. And so and so God, I mean, uh, he saw what God is doing, what God has been doing in his children, and finally he responded to the, uh, the promptness of the Holy Spirit. And the message today at least at this point, is a reminder for us, a reminder for you too, dear friend, as we share in this time with Dr. Lukos, as he shares his life story, is never underestimate the power of the witness of how you live and how your family lives. Others are watching, other family members are watching, and the, the testimony of our lives, Christ living through us, is very, very powerful. He mentioned peace. He mentioned uh, the grace of God, and we see what happened in the life of his father. When we come back from our break, we know he got married to Moni, who came from New York. And we know that God set that up. But as he came to America, what did he do? He has an accounting background. He's an entrepreneur. How did God lead him from accounting to missions? And how formational were his studies in theology? More, remi.org, you can find out more there, remi.org. Stay with us, we'll be back with Dr. Saji Lukos. Wandering the road of desperate life, famously beneath the barren sky. What can we learn about evangelism? Danny Yamashiro here. Rebecca Manley Pippert wrote in her book, Out of the Salt Shaker and Into the World, I once asked a woman if she felt comfortable about evangelism. Oh yes, she responded. I do it twice a week. Somehow it sounded more like taking multiple vitamins. Evangelism isn't just something you do out there and then get back to normal living. Evangelism involves taking people seriously, getting across to their island of concerns and needs, and then sharing Christ as Lord in the context of our natural living situations. For more inspiration on evangelism, go to drdanny.live. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a program that was born out of prayer. 
The Spirit of Christ guides us through prayer, empowers us through prayer, and provides for us through prayer. There are mighty things that the Lord is doing in the Northeast, across the United States, and around the world. Would you like to be a part of God's work through the good life with Dr. Danny? Visit drdanny.live. Dr. Danny invites you to join his prayer team. Each month, you will receive a letter updating you on some of the behind-the-scenes developments, prayer requests, along with a devotional that Dr. Danny writes to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Join the prayer team today and make an eternal difference in people's lives. Visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Dr. Saji Lukos, his story has also appeared in the Chicago Tribune, the Daily Herald, and various radio stations and magazines. We're privileged to have him with us. Saji, before our break, you were talking about how you met Moni, how God opened the door for you to come to America. What were the circumstances that led you from a career in accounting to missions? So I'm so excited to share that, uh, Dr. Danny. Um, you know, back in India, you know, whatever I asked, God gave it to me. I saw the power of God, the, His presence. I raised my hand so many times when there was an altar call to serve God. But because of my family responsibility, you, you understand I come from an Asian background. I'm the firstborn. I have all the seven siblings. The responsibility is on me. So I wanted to help my dad being a good elder son and to help my siblings. Otherwise, I have no testimony. Nobody will welcome except me in my community. And But I, when I was working in New York um, and I was living in Queens in New York, and um, God began to speak to me and disturb me. And um, uh, a passage, First John chapter 2, 15 to 17, really bothered me. And wherever I turn, I see this in front of me. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Then the values of the world you talk about there. Then verse 17, like a knife and hitting me. The world and its lust to the arrow will pass away. But the man who does the will of God will live forever and ever. Danny, I, I, I see this, I hear this every day. And uh, so I was thinking about my destiny in America. Am I going to live like other Indian people here and work 30 years and uh, for the payment to pay the mortgage of their house and raise a couple of children? Normal life. Everybody's living that normal life. So I, I always wonder, this is the purpose. I came to America as so a material things and uh, pay the bills and die here in normal life. I said to God, no, no, no. I don't want to live that normal life. God began to speak to me. But then I think about my seven siblings back home who will support them. But I asked God, God, I'm willing to surrender for your purpose. I know now surrendering our life to God is not a failure. Surrendering your life to a company or an organization can be a disappointing. But uh, surrendering our life, our life to our Creator God will never be disappointed. And so, um, and my wife is such a supportive woman. She said, "Wherever you go, I will come," and that really helped me because somebody grew up, a girl grew up in New York, and um, generally unwilling to move from New York, go to other places. But she said, "Wherever you go, I will." 
go. And so God gave the peace. He said, I will take care of your sibling. You obey me. First to seek my kingdom and righteousness. Everything shall be added unto you. I am those who are listening to me. This God, God, Jesus Christ is a living God. And you come to him. Whatever problems and issues you face, my brother, my sister, come to Jesus. And he will give victory. He will give you peace in you and peace with God. And um, so uh, we got peace. God gave that peace. He said, I will take care of your sibling. You obey me. And so Moni and I left with $3,000 uh, to Chicago. And we never owned, owned a car, $2,800. I bought a car and uh, stayed with the family for a little time. And then I rented an apartment in Waukegan. And uh, then Moni got a small job and came out uh, to that time. Then I began to study at uh, Trinity. So these are some of the reasons that God sh um, uh, shook me and uh, to obey and come to Chicago and go to Trinity for my theological education. How formational were your studies and your time there at Trinity? Yes. Uh, ask that. Repeat how, that. Sorry. How formational were your Boy, studies, ask. your time Boy, there at so, Trinity? Dan, Dr. Danny, that was so powerful. Because now I am studying the word systematically. I never studied. I never went to a Bible college. Um, I, I studied under great, you know, professors. Um, that was a blessing. D.A. Carson, uh, Walter Kaiser, and uh, I mean, you name it. All those days, you know, powerful leaders. I had the privilege to study God's word under them. And I was so eager uh, and, uh, to learn the word. And um, it really... Uh, formed um, uh, my theology and leadership. And I was always looking at these leaders. The students come from all over the world. It was, I, don't, I don't have words to express how Trinity helped me in my spiritual formation, my leadership formation. So powerful. Your vision. When did the, the vision for Reaching India Ministries International emerge? Yeah, When I was at Trinity, I had such a burden for the Indian people in Chicago. I found it. A lot of Indians here. I mean, right now uh, about one million, and you have you know so many temples and all that all over. Uh, most of them do not uh, do not know the Lord. So I began to uh, um, gather Indian young people and uh, started an organization. Now it's called the Chicago Christian Fellowship (CCF), and um, I got such a burden to love these people and to share the good news. And so I did so many things while I was at Trinity four years and brought uh, young people, conducted many retreats at the Trinity campus, used our Trinity chapel for various meetings. So God gave a burden uh, during that time. And uh, so I asked God many times, why I'm here at the Trinity? When I talked to some of my friends, they're going back to their countries. Then I asked God, God, why I'm here? My honest, honestly, when I came to Trinity, my plan was finish a PhD and teach somewhere at a seminary. You know, I'm a teacher. I taught business. Now I want to teach God's word. But God prepared me to return to India. And so, so, so many verses, uh, you know, spoke to me in the mission classes, the life stories of missionaries all challenged me, especially one verse, uh, Romans 9, 1 to 3. And the apostle Paul said, I'm not lying. I'm saying the truth. He said, I have unceasing anguish, great pain in my heart. I wish I could be cursed or cut off for the sake of my brother and the, my people, the people of Israel. So I think God gave me the answer in that uh, verse and uh, burden for my people. So I began to pray. 
for the land of India. And when an American friend of mine came from Ken Taylor and came from India, I said, Ken, would you bring a map of India? He brought a big map of India. I put in my bedroom. I was living on living at the Trinity campus. And uh, Dr. Danny, I get up, I look at this map, this map, and I laid hands, Kerala to Kashmir, every state. I laid hands and I prayed. I claimed India. Then I wrote over the map of India, the prayer of John Knox. You remember John Knox cried and prayed, give me uh, Scotland or let me die. So I wrote over it, give me India or let me die. That was my um, uh, genuine cry. Then my first book title was uh, give me India, Lord, let me die. But then later on, changed that title and I added as a, chap a chapter because uh, some people say that's a crazy title and a dangerous title. Anyhow, so and uh, the, the more I began to pray for each state of India, meet uh, people from various states of India here in the Chicago area, my burden was growing. So um, I was waiting to graduate and return to India, explore India. And now, 30 years later, after the founding of Reaching Indians Ministries International, the founding of RIMI, 30 Bible training centers, over 1,000 graduates per year, 1,500-plus children cared for, 1,600-plus staff, 1,200-plus prayer groups. Saji, what lessons? 12,000, 12,000, yeah. Yeah, 12,000, 12, 12, 12,000 prayer groups. House churches, yeah. What what lessons have the Lord taught you in leadership over those three decades? Wow. Yeah, thank you. You know, I wrote a number of books on leadership, and uh, um, I think uh, uh, the one who called is faithful, and he is a living God. You know, I have great faith in my God. I, my asset is faith. So I was kicked out of the home. I looked to my Lord. Uh, more beyond the problems, I looked at God. My saw my God is bigger than anything. Like in Nehemiah, sorry, I mean, think about uh, um, the life of David. David, uh, if he looked uh, at Goliath, Goliath, how do you pronounce? So, and you could have been scared. All the people around David, they were all scared. They were looking at uh, the size of Goliath. But David looked at the size of his great God. That is why the small boy, is a teenager and lack of um, and he was able to face his enemy because his God was so big and his faith, absolute amazing faith. And so my, that's number one I learned in leadership. Your God is faithful and you trust on him. You obey him. You obey him. Obey God. That's... Uh... The reminder that Dr. Saji Lukos gives to us, that's a reminder of what he learned, that you have a big God. My friend, if today you feel like there is a, a daunting task in front of you, and so much so that you feel overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn, you've run out of ideas, you've run out of resources even, you think, what is going to happen next? Remember that you serve a big God, that your God is bigger bigger than any situation that could discourage you and be encouraged by that word when we come back from our break in our final segment yes prayer dr lukos he's a writer he's a speaker he's written a number of books including transformed power he's written books 
the one true God, kingdom leadership, transformational leadership, and more, even leadership under fire with Dr. Don Hawkins. With us today, Dr. Saji Lukos, sharing heart to heart with you. Stay with us, we'll be back with more. Wandering the road of desperate life, famously beneath the barren sky. On behalf of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, weekdays at 6 p.m. on WEZE and visiting drdanny.live for more resources. My dear friend, it is because of listeners and donors like you that will spread the message of Jesus' love and bring hope to people like you, your family, and friends. Proverbs 11.25, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. We'll pray for donating to Danny Yamashiro Ministries so that we may continue to broadcast the gospel so believers will be built up and non-believers may form a relationship with Jesus Christ. Visit drdanny.live to make a financial contribution today. That's drdanny.live. And thank you again for supporting The Good Life with Dr. Danny. May God richly bless you with The Good Life. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a program that was born out of prayer. The Spirit of Christ guides us through prayer, empowers us through prayer, and provides for us through prayer. There are mighty things that the Lord is doing in the Northeast, across the United States, and around the world. Would you like to be a part of God's work through The Good Life with Dr. Danny? Visit drdanny.live. Dr. Danny invites you to join his prayer team each month you will receive a letter updating you on some of the behind-the-scenes developments, prayer requests, along with a devotional that Dr. Danny writes to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Join the prayer team today and make an eternal difference in people's lives. Visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. In contrast to the pluralistic culture of India, Dr. Saji Lukos is now proclaiming the uniqueness of Christ and sharing the vision of Rimi reaching Indians Ministries International in Churches, schools, colleges, universities, seminaries, business leaders, fellowships worldwide. You can find out more about RIMI, R-I-M-I, at RIMI.org. Again, R-I-M-I.org. Saji, what is the vision that God has given you and Moni and your team for the future of R-I-M-I? Thank you, sir. My dream to raise up 100,000 Christ-like leaders uh, to impact India, every town in India, every village, and reach every person uh, across India. And so if I, if I have 1,000 pastors willing to train 100 people, an extra 10 years, 15 years, that can be accomplished. And uh, India has um, young people willing to go in. And as you know, that $100, $150, that's all we support a missionary per month. And we support them five to seven years within that time. Um, they will be able to um, establish a church in South Asia, whether in Nepal or any 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 place. So that's my number one. And uh, number two, we like to help the children 
And uh, recently I saw an article, 35% of Indian population under poverty. 35% of India. India. India has a population 1.4 billion. So I want to help the children. They are the future of any nation, the future of India for our ministry. I like to help the next 10 years, 50,000 children. Then uh, uh, many of our campuses are in rented buildings all over India. We have a lot of challenges. I want to build a small campus uh, for our boys and girls to stay. Bible College of Boys and Bible College of Girls, Mercy Home Children, Boys and Girls, then uh, the, sta- the administrative team. And I want a, a small campus, whether you buy an existing building or buy a piece of land and build a campus. And according to um, you know the uh, financial uh, uh, provision, it takes around two hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars to put a campus. Campus that includes housing for uh, separate housing for boys and girls, classroom, multi-purpose hall for a chapel and cafeteria, and then the bathrooms, a small library, and housing for the principal, housing for a few faculty. Around two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand dollars. Small uh, price of a small house in America, but. That will help us to build a campus in India. So that's my, I'm praying every day that God supernaturally, Lord, bring people into our lives so that we can provide a a safe place for our Bible college students and Mercy Home children. And then we want to help 100,000 people or more for a a microfinance, small small loan, $200. You can provide a a job and... um, and they can start a small business, a small loan. Um, so it, especially to help our church members who are very poor. So we want to be a holistic ministry. And uh, in, and then uh, build the church halls and um, continue to build our seminary campus. We have so many needs there. So these are some of my goals for this year, the next five years to 10 years. If someone wants to find out more, Saji, about what you just described, they want to go deeper, they might want to, participate by giving they might want to give and pray they might want to be praying they, they might pray and others as they are praying the the lord may put people on their heart that they know have a desire to support the kind of work that you're doing in india how could they find out more about what you're saying thank you danny appreciate it. we have the website on your screen rimi r-i-m-i dot o-r-g and you, uh, you can go online, learn about the ministry, or um, you can call our office, 847-265-0630. That number again, 847-265-0630. If you want to get hold of me directly, you, you are free to do it, 847-372-6008. 847-372-6008. I gave too many numbers, maybe better. Go to our website on the website again, www.rimi.org. And also, I want friends to come and to teach in our Bible colleges. That's one of my huge needs. For example, March, we have a graduation, 30 locations. I'm looking for 30 speakers who can spend 10 days in India, teach, and then do a pastor's conference and graduate. So that's one of the major needs coming and helping us in in training our uh, emerging leaders. Thank you. If someone, Saji, if someone goes to the website, is there a way for them to email? Let's say they they are, they they feel the Lord leading them to to go and participate in teaching or becoming a part. 
Uh, are they able to do that through the website? Yeah, yeah, they will be able to do all that. Remi.org. Again, remi.org. Saji, as we begin to close our show today, I want to spend some time in prayer. And I really to ask you to pray for our listeners, pray for someone listening to the podcast at this very moment, as the Lord has spoken through you and inspired them through this time that we've shared together. How has the Lord helped you through difficult times recently? Well, you know, COVID, I was at, uh, at the hospital, uh, COVID, and God miraculously healed me. And, uh, and I'm uh, I'm grateful to God. God extended my life. I saw his presence in my in my life, and I saw the power of God. Many of my friends passed away, around um, eight or nine close friends and team members passed away. I'm still um, grieving and, um, because of physical separation, but they are uh, in heaven in the presence of our Lord. And so, I, and everything, whenever I face problems, I humble my heart, I kneel down, I cry to God. I, I cry in the presence of God. And I'm, I'm not a big fundraiser, Dr. Daddy, but I know how to cry, sit in before the living God, my God. And he answers and um, is uh, our God, our Father. And uh, so, um, so I saw, and when I sp- spend time in His presence and meditate God's word, I see His presence and His power, and He's able to do it. He, he is the God of Elijah, He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and our God. And I have great faith. My God is uh, eternal. What, what He said, uh, the Bible says, great promises, and He will not lie. He will, so He will do what He promised. So I t- take comfort and hope. Uh, in the promises of my Lord. As you you do indeed, and as you share that, and as you share how the Lord has delivered you and your family and expanded the work and continues to give God-sized vision, would you pray for our listener today who may be going through their own challenge in line with how you've encouraged them and pray for them, please. Father, Eternal God, my heavenly daddy, what a privilege for us to come before your presence. You know us well. And you said through Isaiah, I know you. You are mine. You know us by name. Lord, thank you for America, this great nation. Thank you for all the 50 states, your people living. And I pray, Lord, those who are listening to us, Lord, I pray that work in their heart. They may humble uh, their hearts and, uh, and to trust in you, Lord. Whatever the problems they face in their personal lives or their ministry or in their finance and and um, and, and children uh, their children's issues or whatever lord they face you may see like a mountain but lord you can uh, melt that uh, mountainous um, problems into uh, uh, into a small and uh, and you will answer and you will give us hope so would you touch every person listening to us Thank you, Lord. We take victory in your promises. And uh, you said you are mine. And we, we are your possession. I pray that uh, our people will come to you and humble their hearts and seek you and be transformed by your power, O oh God. You are a miracle-working God. You continue to nothing is impossible for you. Would you uh, reveal yourself and may uh, your people experience those who are listening to me, Lord. Give the courage them to obey you. Instead of, Lord, and um, um, be skeptical or, or running away from the problem. May Lord, they, 
um, cast all the anxieties and problems upon you, Lord. Would you uh, allow your people to do that? And you know everyone. And may they know that you know them by name, oh, Father. We thank you for Dr. Daddy, the vision that you have given to him and to help uh, the body of Christ and for spiritual formation. I pray, bless this ministry, provide everything he needs, bless his family, and thank you, Lord, for this time together. I know you will do one great and wonderful things from our conversation. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen. 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 R-I-M-I, that's Rimi.org. Saji, thank you so much for your heart. Thank you for your prayer. Thank you for your, your example. I mean, for us to be able to hear from someone who for decades has followed the Lord and seen the mighty power of God in and through their life, their ministry and prayers, you inspire us in Jesus' name and our hearts are filled with gratitude for what you are, who you are, and what God continues to do through you and Moni. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. Dr. Danny, thank you so much. I love you. Let's stay in touch. Love you too. Encouragement from uh, Dr. Saji Lukos, Rimi.org. Again, that's R-I-M-I.org. Dear friend, God's timing is perfect. And look, there's no better time than right now, I believe, to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And hey, if you haven't done so, this may be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Would you do that? Go to drdanny.live for next steps and find resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and major podcast platforms. Romans 10.15 How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Dr. Saji Lukos. Remy.org. Until next time, along with my producer David Nasora, creative director Brian Torres, social media director Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator Jan Yi, I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.